Persephone. I hunched over, doing my best to ignore the sound of my name being whispered on the wind. It curled around me in a sensuous breeze. Once, I would have turned around, tried to find whoever said my name. Now I knew better. There was no one there. There was never anyone there. Too bad I hadn't figured that out before the whole school began to think that I was crazy. Persephone. I was starting to think that they were right. I could feel someone watching me, eyes boring a hole in the back of my neck, crawling over my skin. The hushed sounds of my classmates did little to make me feel safe. Fabric swished as they shifted and moved. Nails scratched skin, lips smacked, and someone breathed too loudly. Above it all, Professor Homer spoke with a quiet excitement. Rare in teachers, but he was still new. Something brushed against my spine and I twisted around, heart in my throat, only to see the innocent branches of bushes swaying in the wind. Is everything all right, Cora? Professor Homer's glasses glinted in the sun. He shielded his eyes with his hand, brown eyes crinkling in concern. Sorry. I shifted away from the bush and faced Professor Homer. He waited for Rachel and the twins, Jessica and Ashley, to stop giggling before continuing the story. I ducked my head to ignore their laughs and whispers. The air around me stiffened, ice cold. No one else noticed. My breathing slowed, and I forced myself to stay rooted to the ground, as solid and unmoving as the gray trunk of the oak tree in front of me. It took every fiber of my being not to squeeze my eyes shut. Please don't see me. The thought was as illogical as a deer praying not to be spotted by a hunter. I was already in the hunter's sights. Are you okay? I jumped at the sound of Melissa's whisper. Her hazel eyes remained riveted to Professor Homer to fool him into believing she was paying attention. He narrowed his eyes in her direction, not missing a beat in the story he was telling the class. It's not real, I reminded myself, and latched onto the distraction that she provided. I gave Professor Homer an innocent smile, touching my thumb to my chest in a sign that I was fine to Melissa. We'd learned American Sign Language years ago to share secrets, but ASL wasn't often discreet. To learn another secret language, we'd signed up for Latin. It hadn't taken long to realize that vocabulary wasn't the focus of Latin class. No, we had to learn about declensions, cases, conjugations, and sentence structures. No wonder the language was dead. Professor Homer tried to keep it interesting by mixing in classical education and mythology. Since tomorrow was the start of winter break and two-thirds of our classmates were taking makeup exams, we were taking what he called a mental health day. He leaned against the trunk of the oak tree, brown loafers peeking out from beneath the cuffs of his tailored pants. A yellow legal pad full of scrawled notes was propped haphazardly against the tree trunk. A shift in his tone caught my attention. He rolled up the sleeves of his blue dress shirt, moving his hands as he told the story. He leaned forward, voice becoming ominous. Arathia danced upon the riverbank, unaware she was being watched. A cloud passed over the sun, bathing the class in a sudden shade. Goosebumps rose on my arms as the temperature plummeted. I flinched when a gust of wind knocked over the legal pad with a thump. The yellow pages fluttered open, sending loose scraps of paper floating toward the lake. Suddenly, the god of winter, Boreas, swept her away in a cloud and... Professor Homer faltered at the sight of his escaping papers. Married her. I rolled my eyes. At sixteen, it wasn't as though Melissa and I were clueless about what had happened to poor Arathia. Beside me, Melissa nodded as though I'd spoken out loud. Professor Homer continued. For nearly a century afterwards, the people of Athens traced their lineage back to Arathia and Boreas, claiming to share the blood of the gods. Can anyone tell me what's special about this myth? It explains winter, right? Rachel's voice drew my gaze past Alex to where she was perched on the opposite end of the short stone wall her class was using as a bench flanked by Ashley and Jessica. Right, Professor Homer smiled, and every girl sighed. The ancient Greeks didn't know why the seasons changed, so they came up with myths to explain it. 
Every year, on the anniversary of Arathia's abduction, it grows colder for the length of her captivity. A chill crept up my spine. I hated winter. Luckily, I lived in Athens, Georgia, where winter was rarely serious until late January and over by April. I thought of Arathia swept up into that cold cloud and shuddered. What is with you today? Melissa asked when the class broke up. That shirt looks really good on you. You should wear purple more often, I stalled, reaching down to gather my things. I didn't know how to put my paranoia into words without sounding crazy. Thanks. Melissa's narrow cheeks flushed against her olive-colored skin. She gave me a wry look to show she wasn't oblivious to the fact that I'd avoided the question. 